Welcome to Peer to Peer, the podcast, brought to you by Rainer. Listen in as we hear from top surgeons having great conversations with their peers about hot and popular topics in ophthalmology. Welcome to part two of this podcast series on the Hassa Optics story with host Mr. Alan Barsom and guests Dr. Eric Donenfeld and Eric Scharner. Let's jump back in to continue the conversation about the important role that these surgical instruments play in the success of eye surgery. Eric Donenfeld, explain a little bit what you look for when you feel like you need a new surgical instrument. And, and maybe also you can talk a little bit about the innovative process when you, when you work with a company such as Hassa. Well, Alon, when we look at instruments, you and I really have the same uh, perspective in that we're looking for instruments that have a quality feel to them and they perform the job that they were designed to do. They have to be able to uh, meet the needs of the surgeon uh, and the individual eyes that you're working on. Uh, many time, times we have specialized instruments that need to be developed for special jobs in the eye. Um, over the last 10 years, there's been a huge increase in the use of intraocular surgery uh, with, with, with suturing and manipulating IOLs that require micro forceps. Uh, what was amazing to me about HASA was I have reusable uh, micro forceps. The quality of the HASA micro forceps are actually better than the ones that I use that are recyclable. Uh, they have a feel of quality. They don't feel light in your hand. Uh, they don't feel flimsy in any way, uh, and they meet your needs as a surgeon to provide the um, the feel in the OR that goes towards you being a confident surgeon. Without the proper tools, I just can't function at the level that I need to function at to provide patients with the quality outcomes they want from their surgery. And it would be a shame to you know, have a problem in an OR because uh, your instruments weren't working the right way. With Hasa, I have the, the acknowledgement that I'm working with a company that's providing instruments that are of the highest quality. And, and I'm saying that regardless of whether you're using them as disposable instruments or reusable instruments, these are among the best instruments I've used in my entire career. And that makes me feel confident as a surgeon when I enter the operating room. Thank you so much. And, and you make a great point that the reusable instruments do sometimes lose their luster and accuracy over time. And one of the things about intraocular surgery in particular is that our scrub nurses or assistants are passing us instruments quite rapidly during a procedure. And often the instrument's actually inside the patient's eye before you might realize that there is something about it that isn't as you'd want it to be. And, and like you say, with a disposable instrument, it's fresh out of the packet, it's untouched, and it doesn't have that kind of fear factor or concern that there may be an issue with the instrument. Yeah, you know, I agree with you, Alain, and, and you and I have uh, worked in the instrument field before we designed instruments. What really is unique about Hasa also is the engineers there are, are extraordinarily accomplished. And if you come up with an instrument design or an improvement over an instrument that they currently have in stock, they're ready, willing, and able to design new instruments that can actually meet your needs as a surgeon. And I find that to be really refreshing. There's nothing better to me than going to an OR and finding an unmet need and then going to a company like Hasa and Rayner and uh, finding the ability to actually uh, uh, design these instruments, uh, construct these instruments and distribute these instruments all within a period of a short period of time. Uh, so uh, Eric has done an amazing job of 
uh, created an environment of expertise with the people surrounding these instruments that have the ability to really uh, take them to the next level. Thank you very much. Back to Eric Charna. What are the main advantages of switching to single-use premium sets from a reusable instrument set or reusable instruments? Yes, well, if I if I had to summarize that in one uh, phrase, I would say higher care quality at a better control uh, cost. Um, if you want to go in a little bit more into details, it's about vision saving, less infection risks, time saving, less interrupted surgeries, stress saving for the surgeons, avoiding surprises, and and cost saving because as as Dr. Donenfeld said, yes. It is proven by, by many different white um, papers. When you take all the indirect cost of, of using reusable instruments, um, the direct and the indirect cost, uh, single use uh, is less expensive. Um, of course, keeping constant quality. One thing we haven't mentioned that, that appears to be very important is finding the appropriate instrument, even if you have an occasional surgery. Let me take just one example, an IOL cutting. In many, in many uh, ORs, uh, many hospitals, you realize that when they have to replace an IOL, they don't find the appropriate tools because this is a surgery that you don't do every day and very often they are lost or some doctors kept them or here we are just producing an inexpensive uh, set of two instruments uh, that, you, that you can use when you need it for, for the IOL removing. Um, and, and you, you know, even when we speak to nurses, they really enjoy a better organization of the OR. Um, we have that hospital where they explained to us that they had actually 15 cupboards with all the instrumentation of the 25 surgeons operating there. And now they have just one cupboard remaining with two sets that all the 25 surgeons use. So I think it's really easing and simplifying things. You know, a pharmacy in a hospital is, is struggling to lower the number of SKUs that they're using. Um, and, and the hospital, you know, knowing that um, the number of cataract surgery are probably going to double in the next 30 years, um, hospitals really want to control the cost of, of that surgery and all the other ophthalmic surgery. And the only way to have a real PNL profit and loss account per surgery is to know the cost of instrumentation. And, and for that, you need sort of a set that, that, that has a fixed cost. And, and of course, that is what's, as, it, as it was said by, by Dr. Donenfeld, um, the recycling program is very important uh, and is something that we are developing. It's an interesting point that you make about the availability of instruments that are not required commonly, because it's always the case that if you need an instrument that isn't commonly required, you're working in a more stressful, more difficult situation, and even more so require the instrument uh, that isn't always there. And, and it struck me in the short time that I've been interacting with yourself and other members of the Hazard team that Hazard seems to be an incredibly surgeon-orientated organization. And it would seem strange that anything that any company that makes instruments for surgeons wouldn't be that way. But it is, I think, not, as, not so straightforward in terms of how bigger companies are necessarily structured. And, and certainly at OCL Vision, we have confidence that we could work with Hazza to customize the requirements that we need, both with common use and rarely used instruments. It's funny what you say, Alan, because we just moved our offices six months ago and we are really 50 meters from 
from one big hospital eye center, which is our R&D center. So we spend time in the OR every day. And I think that when you compare with, with some competition that, that very often is part of large major conglomerates and major companies that were bought by pharma companies, instrumentation is not a priority anymore because they have machines, laser and FACO machines and all that stuff. So, so that, that's where we are different and that Rainer really gave us the, the, the ability to remain different. Um, we concentrate on one thing and, and by, by listening to you, to what you guys need, um, we try to um, improve a bit more every day. Well, it certainly shows in the quality of the instruments that there's surgeons behind each one of really? them. Can I ask you now, Eric Charnett, there's a general belief that reusable surgical instruments are better for the environment because they're not thrown away after every surgery. Is that true? And can you tell us a bit more about the recyclability option with the hazard instruments? Of course, no, it's, it's, it's totally untrue. Um, Single-use instruments are at the end greener uh, and have a better CO2 balance. Um, sterilization process is not eco-friendly. Uh, and as Eric Dunnanfeld mentioned, there are many other costs and, and impacts that, 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 that one doesn't take into account, like transportation to and from sterilization, uh, which are worsening the balance. And so, you know, reusable ophthalmic uh, instruments are very easily broken and often not repairable, uh, which is meaning a life cycle, which is actually a lot shorter than one thinks. Which is, which is also even more downgrading the balance. Um, as we, we have documentation showing that, that single use is less expensive than reusable, it, but it is all planned in 2023 to finance a study comparing in detail the overall carbon footprint of disposable versus reusable instrumentation. Building a virtuous circle, giving a second life let's say to the metal or instrument are made of, has been really a priority from, for us, for us optics since, um, since the beginning. Um, that's, that's the reason why we have decided to have instruments which, are, which avoid plastic, which are, um, because plastic is complicated to recycle. Um, then all instruments are only made with stainless steel, which is a metal very easy to recycle. Building a recycle process um, has, um, has um, uh, we have discovered that it's a lot more complicated than what we thought for many different reasons. Uh, we, we are talking hazardous waste um, and, and the legislation are very different in each country. Um, instruments are only a very small part of the waste produced by the OR. Um, you know that tissues, for instance, uh, produce 20, 20 more times more waste than instrumentation. Um, the volume of waste and stainless steel produced by, by ophthalmic micro-instrument remains, as I said, limited, um, which makes a recycling operation not uh, easily economically viable. Um, we are for the moment working with Renevi, which is um, a very large waste management company, uh, and Green Cycle, a Dutch company that develops circular and economically sustainable solution for healthcare in um, Holland to really put in some uh, Dutch hospital and Dutch OR green bins that will be able to rig up the instrument. Um, and then, then, then where we can really uh, put in place the whole process of recuperating the stainless steel, uh, crunching it and, and reselling it on the market. Um, so, so that's important. Uh, that is going to take time. 
but it's it's really uh, a priority and, and all these projects are aiming at closing the loop, um, I think for a strongly increasing material stream in the medical sector. Um, and, and, and the target is really um, to minimize the use of primary um, resources in, in the medical sectors. Can you tell us any of the other plans that HASA has for the future? I would say three plans. The first one is, is focusing on growing as a surgeon community. Um, uh, unlike other major companies, we work differently. You know, we really feel that we have more and more surgeons following us. That is very encouraging. Um, and, and we want to make our solution available to more surgeons. Uh, the second point would be to develop a recycling solution that we just uh, spoke about to be able to install green bins in hopefully thousands of ORs uh, all over the world in a few years. And, and, and lastly, I would say, uh, and that's more personal, cataract being a, a leading cause of blindness in the world, uh, my dream and, and, and the dream of, 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 the, of, our, of our team is that in a few years, we would be able to make our cataract instrument solution affordable to regions where patients cannot afford um, a cataract operation to be cured. So that would be, let's say, the ultimate social um, goal that we um, we would very much like to be able to accomplish. Eric Donenfeld and Eric Charner, it's been fantastic speaking with both of you to gain your insights into Hazard Optics instruments, what they can offer patients and surgeons. Thank you so much for your, for your time and for your insights. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, and uh, I like working with the best people possible and Hasa is one of those companies. Thank you very much. Hasa Optics premium single-use surgical instruments are available through Rayner in many countries around the world, including the USA. Please contact your local Rayner representative or reseller for more information and to arrange an evaluation. In the next episode of Peer to Peer, the podcast, we're joined by Dr. Michael Endel from the United States as he shares his experience with Ray1 EMV. For more information about this episode's topic and to read the show notes, visit the Peer to Peer hub at rainer.com forward slash peer to peer. If you enjoyed listening to this conversation, please subscribe to our channel to be notified of new episodes. This podcast is provided for general information purposes only. The presenter's views are their own. Rayner does not endorse off-label use. Users must refer to the product labelling and instructions for use for Rayner products in all cases. Not all Rayner products are available in all countries. The full disclaimer can be found in the show notes.